high peaks of the Rocky Mountains, Timberbelt Industry Podcast. So fold up your dollars and knock back a beer. Next on Stage One. Is that okay? It's right there. Yeah. Alright, I'm gonna do this. Okay. Right. And this will give you me gotta get in the smooth. Yes. Yeah. I was, Cut that part. I was gonna say we go together like uh, cocaine and waffles. Cocaine and, and waffle. what? Waffles. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I love that. Peanut butter and jelly. Yes. <laughs> cocaine and waffles. <laughs> That's for the for the Pepsi generation. Uh, right? yeah. Well, that was on um Talladega Nights. Oh, they're the like shake. They're like shake. They're like shake and bake, and he's all like, "We go together like cocaine and waffles." I love that. You know what? <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long. Oh, it's long so time. funny. I love that movie. You know, another thing that a number of the YouTubers have have talked about is sometimes they do have a, some type of a producer in the back that has well high speed cable internet. Yeah. First of all, they can look up factoids or whatnot during. Yeah, during the show. Jamie, Google that shit. <laughs> um, so I would want to invest some money. I'm going to go ahead and invest some money yeah. and put some some high speed in here. Yeah, I think that would be. I think we should probably plan something like that maybe for November. You if know. the Patreon pays off, then yeah, uh, well, we can buy I stuff. think we should ask people if they want to do Patreon. You know, I mean, just a dollar per month would probably be. You know, it, if you're willing to buy a shot and then tip. You know, a, a dancer, you know, or your waitress a buck on That's top good. of a drink. I think that would be kind of interesting. I think we should, this would definitely be something that we'll ask our our followers and our friends and see where everything goes. You know, hi, ladies and gentlemen, this is Pixie on Next on Stage 1, and I have the fantastic Mr. J. Hello, everybody. We just wanted to say hello and give a thanks to everybody that we've been hounding and picking on because this is going to be a labor of love. Yeah. We're not going to do commercials. This is all going to be for us and for you guys, and we just appreciate everything. We do really appreciate all the new subscribers that have stuck with us. Um, We've gone through four episodes so far, and they seem to have... Very, very, very good analytics. People, people are listening. People are listening, and uh, this episode, we want to give a thanks out to people who are listening, who are subscribing, who are just giving it to us. You know, Mister J, do you want to give us some names, maybe, of people? Oh, all right. Well, here, let me take a look, and I'm going to pull up some names right here. And while you're doing that, maybe I can. Uh... I can give a little bit more specifics on uh, what, what we're doing now versus what we were doing then. Um, we are very, very aware of the audio issues that we've been having. And so, hopefully this channel, this sounds better. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping. Um, yeah. we've, we've taken some steps to improve the audio, tighten it up. Um, we've tried to clean up the, the other ones as best as we could, but obviously we're having issues. Yeah. Um, so we do appreciate that people are still sticking with us. Okay. And all of the good feedback. Keep telling us what you like. Yeah. Tell us what you don't like. We can't do this without you. you know? right. And I think this is going to be a really good avenue for people to um, 
not just entertainers, but also mm-hmm. the general public. And that's mm-hmm. another thing that we've kind of been talking about recently is who are we gearing this to? Right. Um, and I think that, you know, um, my idea is, you know, and, and yours as well, we give an avenue where the entertainment community and the general public are allowed to Listen speak in. to each other and listen to each other um, and see different perspectives of the game. Um, I'm sure you have a number of those uh, those people that maybe you can point out. Oh, yeah. I've got um, Bam Bam, Kaylee, Randall. I've got a whole bunch of people. Jay, Ben, you know. Special shout-outs. Yeah, even Dustin, you know. I'm really... I'm really happy that you guys are listening in and, and giving us your feedback. This is this is going to be a labor of love. So we really appreciate everything that you do for us to make this channel what it is. Okay, so let's say a couple of the other improvements that we've done for everyone. We've made it, I mean, we've become a lot more accessible. Absolutely. So now you can find us on Instagram. iTunes. <laughs> iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. Spotify. Spotify. You can search us in the Google search engine. We pop up. You know, next on stage one is right there. And Pixie went ahead and built us a fabulous Facebook page. So be sure to visit. Um, It's going to be an avenue where we're able to communicate with you and you can give us comments. If you want to be on the show, if you have insights, if, if you just want to give us a little bit of feedback, that. We made it so you guys can contact us. We'll have new episodes up every Sunday at midnight. Yes. Unless, of course, this it could be made easier for you. And I've been kind of toying with the idea of a number of entertainers that might be on their way home on a Friday or a mm-hmm. Saturday night. Maybe having that podcast go up at 2 o'clock in the morning. So it's a nice program to listen to on your way home before you kind of crash yeah, out for the evening. Kind of an unwind. Maybe, yeah. Maybe a... You're getting into work on a Monday morning, and you just you just need something to listen to in the background. That's you know a little bit of fun. Yeah. You know if if you're listening to it on a Friday night, pulling up a drink, you know, relaxing, you know, remembering the good old days. Also toying with the idea of a live stream. Yes. But we're thinking about that. Yes, I think that should be our mile marker. Um. Maybe December, the beginning okay. of December. So our goal in, five, in December is is what? Is, will be, gosh, 500 downloads okay. December 1st. Okay. That's what we're... That's our goal. We're not looking for subscribers. We're just looking for the number of the downloads. Okay. 500. So at 500, uh, our 500th show... Will be a no, live not five hundred show, five hundred download. Five hundred download. Yeah, will be a special sort live of a live stream. stream. Yeah, I like that. We can either do it on Facebook. I think we can do it through Pod- Podbeam. Okay, but I'm not sure. So okay, no, I think that's it. available. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be kind of fun. Um, we'll ha- we'll just have to play it by ear. No, that sounds yeah. great. I like yeah. that. And then earlier we were talking a little bit in the banter about maybe doing a Patreon. Okay. Yep. Um, if you guys think you would be willing to join a Patreon, we're not we're not asking for a whole bunch of money. We're thinking maybe a dollar just to to throw our way as a you know a generous a little tip, you know, and then that would give us a more of a community feel. 
Yeah, and it also help us with improving um, the sound mic equipment quality. that yep. we have because um, I do want to get new mics and uh, get a better audio setup. Um, I want to continue doing this. I love this. I think this is so much fun. No, I'm having a great time. Yeah. I really yeah. am. Oh yeah, this is great. This, I, I'm really good at talking. Yeah. Yes, you are. I am. <laughs> I, love I couldn't much anything else, but I'm great at talking. So uh, this episode is all about thanking you guys and bringing it back to us. We're going to, this is a special two-part. Today, I am going to interview Jay. I've got a <gasps> huge list of questions that oh, no. other podcasters have asked us, and it's just going to, it's we're just going to find out more about Mr. J. All right. Well, I want to know his background, all the saucy details. Oh, me? Yes, all about you. Oh, I feel so special. Yes. All right, Jay. Are you ready? I am ready, drumroll. Imaginary drumroll. Imaginary drum yes. All right. Mr. J. Yes, ma'am. How old are you? Oh, man. I know. Lady really? never tells her age. You would ask a gentleman yes. this question. And you can ask it of me. Uh, Next episode. I am a whopping 47 years old. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I've, I've got a gray hair or two at this point. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be reaching the big 5-0 here in a little bit. And you know what? I enjoy it. Um, because here's the thing. I don't feel as though um, I'm old by any means. I, right. I'm still a kid at heart. Oh, know? yeah. I, I still... And I and I don't miss... I don't regret anything that I've done. If anything, I've learned... Um, from all of my experiences, and I couldn't be in a better place right now knowing who I am now based on what I've seen, what I've met, what I've done. So, yeah, um, old guy, but you know what? I don't look it. Oh, yeah. Because black don't crack, baby. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay, I want to know a little bit more about your background. Hmm. All right, did you grow up in the traditional two... You know, mom, dad, good, stable household. Wow, do you really want to know that? I do. Wow, that's I, a... I do. You can, you can totally get into telling me, was it a happy childhood? Because everybody sort of seems, you know, people want to know how we get to being a normal person to being in the nightlife. They always say that, well, you got a, you got a drug addiction, mm -hmm. you've got abusive parents right. you know you didn't have a dad in the household i know for a fact that that's not true with you. now are you speaking in relevance to the adult industry game and what shaped me yeah um, based yeah. on what, what my yeah, past your back, yeah your background I, okay yeah. um my family history all right it's a very sensitive question I'm mean, going to be very, very cautious yes, in and how kind I of, speak. Yes, and kind right? of mysterious. Um, <laughs> no, uh, you know, because the thing is, is that I don't like to identify normal as any, anything that us as a group define as normal. Right. You are who you are. Man. Right. You know what I mean? Um, all of us have gone through questionable questionable things. All, all of us have had questionable outcomes. But, mm -hmm. you know, um, the fact that we're still here listening to this podcast you know do oh, you know yeah. how many people i've lost over the years that are just not here anymore you know what i mean so yeah. me being here and the adventure that was my life um 
you know, um, even if some of those those things that society may say are are questionable. Right. Um, those things now have shaped me into a pretty rounded individual. You know. Yeah. Um, so where I came from was um, well. And, and I, I don't know how to really present this in a way that especially where the millennials will be able to understand it. Um, I grew up in the 1970s, early Ooh, 80s yeah. um, and it, up, up the ghetto, Brooklyn, New York. That's where I Ooh, was I didn't a know kid. That. Um, and in order for you to understand that, the only way I can really kind of give you an accurate representation, and I hate using pop culture to do this, because the thing is that um, I think that's what's lost between the generations these days, that they, they don't understand where what we saw before what is now. Right. You know, um, so sometimes I have to use what's in pop culture in, in, in works of fiction, television, movies to say, watch this and get kind of a feel of what I grew up in was. So if I were to say anything to understand where I was at that time in my life, I would say watch a, a show like Welcome Back, Carter. Um, oh, watch yeah. the intro to that. Hmm. Because I, Starskin Hutch is a good one. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it's more, it, it was a more rugged time. You know, when we grew up, um, um, we played in playgrounds that were made out of cement and steel. Yeah, yeah. That's it. We, we didn't have no wood chips. It was all yeah, yeah. Oh, please, wood chips. Please, you know. And now it's um, all padded. So you had to be a lot more cautious and a lot wiser in what you were doing. Like I said, it's surprising a number of us made it. Um, you know, in order for you to understand that, you have to research Google. And you did a lot. You did research. Um, type in 1970s and just bring up images and see if you, you know, and look at just the, how life was. Oh, you know. So growing up my in in the ghetto, anyway, it was a very very closed neighborhood. It was Bedford Stuyvesant, and um, you really didn't wander outside of that um, unless you were on a field trip or you were going to see a specific uh, family member within certain boroughs. So you really didn't branch out like we do in Denver. You know, I can go anywhere in Denver and know I'm okay. But when it came to Brooklyn, New York, you kind of stayed in your spot. You know, and you knew certain areas not to go into. So that's how I grew up. We left there around the age of eight to 10 years old. I can't remember what. And we came out here to Denver, Colorado. At the time, my father was not with us. He, um, he decided not to join us on. And, and I had vacationed here a couple of times. So um, because we had family out here and I, I just loved Denver. Back then, beautiful. You know, it was totally different than New York City. You know, everything I knew of New York City was either Manhattan, you know, um, you know, the city of cement, um, or Brooklyn, New York, where you're talking about very neighbor. You know, once again, you'd have to kind of look it up to get a feel for it. And it was very, very urban. You knew where to go. You know, food was great, but it was very ghetto, and you had to know the rules. You know, um, it's totally different than Denver, Colorado. Totally different. You know. I'm not going to say New Yorkers are mean people. We just got to be cautious in everything we do. Yeah. Um, so, it was, you know, coming out here to Denver, Colorado was the first time I saw an interracial couple. <gasps> wow. In the 80s. Seen it on TV. No, 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 no actually. Are you kidding me? No, Captain Kirk and you heard was the first time oh, I ever yeah. seen a kiss. Between. Anyway, you didn't see that 
Well, Kathy see that Kirk in New York. All the ladies. Well, there are certain areas <laughs> in New York you, if you were a black kid, you you just didn't go into, you know, and 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 those other ethnicities knew not to come into certain. You know what I mean? Right, it was were... really it, it was really segregated. That's just you know everybody was cool with each other, but don't be messing around with somebody else's neighborhood. So when I came out here, the Denver, Colorado was a completely they were very. I, I don't want to use the word liberal, but more open-minded about things, you know, and it definitely wasn't the city that it is now. It was, oh, yeah. it was very much the country, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk to other people in different states about Colorado, they go, where? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Denver now it's Broncos, one of, who? It's getting to be one of the bigger hubs. Yeah, yeah, it's it, totally it's, a, a different thing now. It's, it's, it's becoming little, young L.A. is yeah. what they're calling us. <laughs> so... My father wasn't with us, and my mom did the best she could. She actually yeah. did a great job. She really, really did. You know, um, balancing three children and having to go to work, and I get that now. I mean, you know, Tough, fuck, man. Yeah. You know, I work. You know, I have a real job. You know, um, I consider this my job now, too, but um, I have the, the eight-hour-a-day job. So are you saying it was a happy childhood? Yes, Oh, that's wonderful. Totally. Yeah. Totally. We had our yeah. struggles, but I always had a full belly. See? That's awesome. That's yeah. not something you, you hear with the the stigma of this, of the adult entertainment. Well, it really depends on how specific you're trying to, you know, if you're trying, if you're, if the answer that you want is... Because all of us have secrets, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, you know, it was a happy childhood, but it had its moments. Oh, yeah. You know, one of the, th- one of the things that, they, that the general public likes to say about entertainers is that most of us have been sexually abused in some, in some way or fashion. If that's the question, um, not me specifically. No. Interesting. You know, yeah. um, but at the same time, um, sometimes I say to myself, maybe I was and just don't remember because I have a, a sort of affection for the industry. Right. You know, so I don't know how to really answer the question without being specific about it. You know, I had a happy childhood when you when it comes to my perspective of it. Oh. There were moments of it that were not happy. I think that's all childhood. Right. Yeah. Um, there yeah. were moments of it that was a struggle. All right. All right. Now I want to ask you some podcast questions. We have some other podcast friends of ours that want to know more mm-hmm. about the industry. Okay. Uh, most of these people have never been in the industry and they don't know they they don't know a lot like I don't know a lot about male dancers. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna just shoot them off at the hip, you know? Sweet. All right. All right. The first person is from the Coronado show. Hi Coronado show. And wants to know do male strippers make more money than female strippers? That is resounding. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I talked about this in a previous podcast. And the reason why is because uh, female dancers have um, the ability to work more than we do. Um, female dancers, when their clubs are um, open seven days a week. Um, right. Some of the clubs close out on Sundays, but if you're talking about Las Vegas, California, seven days a week. Um, so you're able to get, as a dancer, um, 
a, a regular work shift, you know, um, of, of 40 hours. Now, when it comes to a male dancer, on the other hand, and especially if you're talking Denver, Colorado, um, no. We're working maybe three to four hours that evening at whatever club that we're at. Um, it's basically the witching hour, and we make our money, unless, of course, it's a special event in which we've been booked at a particular um, special function, you know, and the ladies are invited and it's been talked about for several, advertised about, you know, for several months. That's a great night. Right. But... No, we don't make as much money because we're not working on a regular basis. Most male dancers um, have a normal nine-to-five job or even have a family. I know oh, yeah. a number of male dancers that have wives. Yeah. All right. Our next question comes from podcast Booze and Bullshit. Booze and I love <laughs> I that name. That a great name. Okay. Are there any negative stigma male strippers feel or deal with from being strippers? That's really interesting hmm yes okay um wow should i talk about this hmm. <laughs> all right so i used to date a uh one of the dancers um in town um can't even remember her name now because that's how i don't give a shit now yeah <laughs> um and we were hanging out for quite some time and when we did eventually hook up, she came to regret it a little bit later and had had a conversation with me and said something along the lines of, well, you're a male dancer working and I don't know what you guys do. Oh, like you were. Detained. Yeah, yeah. Like she was definitely insinuating that I don't know what you guys do after work, especially seeing that you've worked in some of those quote unquote, mm. you know, clubs. Um and I looked at her, and I was just, I was shocked. I was actually offended. I'm like, for, for real? You know? You're a stripper. Yeah. Chew. Yeah. And you have the, uh, what? <laughs> so, yes, um, there can be a negative stigma. But, you know, here's the thing. We're not recognized that often. You know, and the thing is, if we're not, if, if we're not talking about it, nobody really knows. Nice, nice. Uh, most of us are not recognized out there in our civvies. Unless, of course, we walk into um, a grocery store with a stack of ones and that's all we pay with. <laughs> that's going to set off some bells in the cashier's head. That's happened before. All right. Our next question comes from podcast Pull Up. Pull Up. Pull Up. Pull Up. Sounds beefy. Yeah. And the question is, uh, what do you love most about your job? That job? Yeah, that A dancing? Job. Yeah, the dancing. You know, um, I am not just a dancer. I'm also an entertainer. Right? Yep, yep. Um, I got my start in high school, um, school plays. Um, I went out to L.A. for quite some, tr- some time trying to be, a I wanted to act. I've done so much um, stage theater. I've worked at um, one of the restaurants in town where uh, where there's a big pool and they serve you garbage food and there are entertainers mm, there. And and I've been there. And it's um, colored pink. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, um, I, I entertained at the old Elage Gardens um, um, when they had the stunt team there years ago. And yeah. we're talking about the one on 38th and Tennyson. Yeah. Um, so theatrics isn't my blood. Yeah. I love entertaining. I love 
Um, and not not the notoriety that comes with it. I love the 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 appreciation that people give back to you when they're entertained. Nice. I appreciate that. Yeah. So when this was introduced as a concept a long time ago, you know, when several of my dancer friends, you know, a number of my friends had gotten into this game and they talked me into it and I followed them into it, especially when I needed money. Because this is one of those industries, even, even as a server, anywhere, anywhere you go, you still have to go through a week or two of training before you're starting to make some money. Right. As a dancer, I can walk in the door anywhere, shake my booty and make some money. Yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Our next question comes from Moments with the Mobleys. And the question is, are there, are, uh, let's see, are you in a relationship? And if so, do your part, how do your partners feel about your occupation? Ah, okay. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, boy. Okay, I am no longer in a relationship. Ooh. And not really interested at this point. I'm really, really becoming more interested in finding myself right now. Nice. Um, I'm, on a, I'm on a journey right now. So, but my last previous relationships, because here's the thing, you know, I've been doing this for so long. It makes dating very, very, very difficult, you know. Um, and back then, anyway, um, I've had several relationships outside of the game that just failed because of the game. Yeah. You know, um, so I started dating within the industry itself, you know, um, and I find that dancers shouldn't date dancers. We, we shouldn't, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But we do. Oh yeah. Happens you know. all the time. So I dated for for a while there. I was dating other dancers, so they understood, you know. Albeit that one girl that we just talked mm -hmm. about, but the majority of them, you know, understood. Now the thing that made dating difficult, and this is anyone that is potentially thinking about getting into this, is if you're serious with anyone, it's you've also got to take into account the dancer's parents. Oh, interesting! Okay? I didn't think about that because they might have thoughts about you you know what i mean um, like the stigma yeah okay yeah um so that makes things difficult and if you can't get acceptance from the parents man it's it's not going to work out with her you know regardless of whether she's in the industry or not so no i'm not in a relationship right now <clears throat> um it's been a while since i've been um the last one that I had of any significance was she who shall not be named. Mm, you know who dun, I'm talking dun, about. Dun. Okay? I do. <laughs> so um, right now, I, I got really, really burned out on that one. Um, so I, I took a lot of time to kind of realize where I was and said to myself, yeah, I'm going to give some time to figure out why I'm attracting that type of person um, before I step back into it. Very interesting. All right. The next question comes from Sandman Stories Presents podcast. Sandman Stories. Yeah. All right. Oh. Tell, talk to me, Sandman. All right. What are the some of the common work-related in, in, yeah, injuries? A tongue twister. Common workplace injuries of being a dancer. Um, okay. Severe alcoholism. <laughs> <laughs> Um, don't work in a club that just gives you drinks. 
because um, you can only get so many drinks out of people, but if a club is just giving them to you, yeah, you're going to get <laughs> wasted. Um, stretch before, and you have to stretch. You have to. The stuff that you're doing on stage, even if you're up there for 10 minutes, it, it, if you're not stretching, yeah. Oh, here's a common workplace injury, and, and you lady dancers don't know about this. So there are guys that stuff their thongs. <laughs> Okay. And there are guys that don't have to. <laughs> and the guys that don't have to have to present themselves before we go out. So we take literature with us. We surface ourselves to get to a certain engorgement. And then we tie it off. Ooh. So we're dancing. And we have to use a lot, sometimes a lot of talc, a lot of oil, just to keep that <laughs> moist because you get a lot of chafing. Um, so some of us <laughs> will go out and get... Um, uh, the kind of like small belt buckles and it goes around and underneath and it keeps all the blood there in that muscle um, while you're on stage. So you're out there for a good 15 minutes shaking your booty, shaking your thing, okay? And when you get back to that dressing room and take that thing off, oh my God, that hurts so bad. Ooh. So yeah, that's a common workplace injury that the general public does not know. Very interesting. Okay. All right. Um, Sebastian, or Seven, from the Turn It Up to Eleven podcast wants to know. Yes. Let's see. This is fun. He says, um, it's a question he never thought he'd ask, <laughs> but he's interested. Okay. What is your favorite song to dance to? Hmm. Um, genuine, my pony. You guys are Every time. Have, yeah. That's not even without question, man. Um, if I'm on stage. That's that, your song. Sometimes during that <laughs> evening, that song is going to play. Nice. Nice. All right. The Nerdy Thrifting Podcast wants to know. The Nerdy yeah, Thrifting nerd. Podcast. We got some great names I, here. Yeah, the, these podcast names, they've thought their names wow. out. Yeah, I know, right? Because that I, I love thrifting. How I, are you How are you and your subscribers over there? <laughs> pretty good. Awesome. Yeah, That's I want to know, yeah. All right. Um, do you feel like you're held to a different standard or different expectations than female strippers? Why or why not? Good no. question. That's a good oh, question. Um, no, um, because they're 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 different. They're different beasts. Yeah. 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 They're just different because as a male dancer, all of our moves are power moves. They're dominance moves. Mm. A female dancer, all of her moves that she does on stage are moves of submission. That's why they do a lot of floor work. That's why there's a lot of bending over, presenting of the booty. When it comes to a man, a man is more of a dominant, so it's a more of aggressive style of dancing, a lot of thrusting, a lot of penetrative type dance moves. Mm. Um, so it's a different beast. And with that that being said, there's a different, different perspective that comes along with it. Um, we're more in control. If that, if that makes sense. Um, we're more demanding while a woman is more alluring so mm. they're just they're just different so i can't equate that you know um because there have been a number of dancers that we've we've had this discussion female dancers um and we've had 
quote unquote dance offs. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just two different beasts entirely, especially when it comes to audience, because now you've got male and female, depending on their gym roles or whatnot, you know, they're, they're viewing this and some of them are going to see it a certain way and some of them are going to see it a different way. Um, so yeah, they're just two, it's like apples and oranges. So I don't really compare myself with myself with them. We're just different. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, DCOMs, RONCOMs. And other quality garbage podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> other Wants to know, garbage. do male strippers have problems with their undergarments riding up? And how do you resolve that issue? You don't. <laughs> it's really that simple, man. Uh, Just live with it. <laughs> uh, T-bar. That's the whole point of a T-bar. It's up your bum. <laughs> All that, so you know, if you're going to be one, you might as well just wear them <laughs> as, as underwear all the time to get used to it. Um, because yeah, um, yeah, oh my goodness, okay, let's see. No, and you know what, I, and, and before we move on, I kind of because you know, we talked about this today, sometimes our lingo, um, isn't, isn't clear, so. Let me give you an, uh, an example when I come when I, t- when I say a T-bar. Yeah. Um, a T-bar is more like a thong, like a bikini, a bikini brief. It goes right up the bum versus, say, like a jock strap that cradles the butt. So um, it cups up front, and the what holds in the back is just one piece of string straight up the bum. Mm, fun. <laughs> All right. Our next question comes from Whack Chat. Whack chat. It's movie time. What made you choose this career as your career path? This, I I left this career path a long time ago. Um, Like I said, I'm a path of of self-exploration, figuring things out. A number of books have been read and a number of insights have been given me. Um, So, but back then, as we previously stated before, I've been an entertainer all my life. Um, and with the limited amount of theatrical work in Denver, um, hey, this is just the next best thing. And I got paid nightly. Yes, cash. <laughs> How can you beat that? You know what I mean? Um, so yeah. Nice, nice. All right. Our next question comes from the stay at home order. The stay at home order. Yes. Where is the line between stripper? Stripping and being a prostitute. Mm. And what would get you to cross that line? Okay. Same question as regarding into porn. Why? So. Right. You know, and we we talked about this before too on air. Um for me anyway, and you know, I don't know if every if every dancer agrees with me, because the thing is they're different dancers. Right. You they're know? totally different um, people. Yeah. And at, and as I previously say, everybody makes their own decisions. Okay. Um, there's a good dancer, there's a bad dancer, okay? mm-hmm. Um, the line that is, is when it stops becoming entertainment and becomes solely sexual gratification. Mm. That's my line anyway. Okay. You know, there's a difference between viewing it and being surfaced by it. Okay. Different clubs do different things. Right. Different agencies do different things. There's one agency I worked for in the past that was quite adamant about its policies. You know, 
Um, it was more about the customer service and uh, presenting more theatrics than than being gross, you know. Mm. But times have changed. Like I said, my line is when it becomes when it comes from viewing enjoyment, become and losing the aspect when when it stops becoming art. Oh yeah, I would agree. And, and we're mature, right? So right. I can get away with yeah. saying certain things, okay? Yeah. All right. Anybody could fuck. True. Okay? Anybody. Not everybody can go up on stage and do what we do. It takes a certain type of Really does. Person. You yeah. know. Um not well anyway. Yeah. Okay. Because I've seen amateurs go up on stage, you know what I mean? Um there's a difference between the comedy you see at the smaller venues versus Robin Williams at the Met. Yeah. You know, a classic Eddie Murphy. You know, yeah. people that take pride in their craft and they're just the best at doing what they do. You know, and you see that in in the entertainers that you do see. I've seen bigger girls that have pulled it off because they have entertained me. Oh, yeah. They, they, they know how to move their body. Yeah. yeah. I just, ooh, girl, you know how to work that. You know what I mean? Um, I've seen midgets that made it a show. Oh yeah. I'm like, get it little dude. <laughs> you know, so the moment that it crosses from being, um, entertainment to something that's this borderline gross dude, you know, or anyone, anything that anyone else can do. Yeah. Well, that's my line. And that's okay. when it, when it steps into the, the, cause I think the definition of is prostitution is, is selling of yourself. Yep. You know, so when you sell yourself, yeah, you know, that becomes prostitution. But but performing an art, I'm a performance artist, man. All about the art, baby. Yeah. All about the art. Okay, our next question comes from, is coronavirus still a thing? Oh, um, wait, nope. No, yeah, no. yeah, you don't want to get me started on that. No, no, that no ag- that's not the question. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to figure out who the, um, the... That's their, that was the link that they sent me. Oh, okay. I'm trying to, everything's loading. Mm -hmm. Slow. No, that's fine. You know what? You've got some really good questions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These these are solid questions. Okay. So this one comes from Black Ohioans Last Break. Black Ohioans Last Break. Break. Yep. So this is, this is their podcast. This question comes from, from them. And it, the question is. Do they get? Do you get harassed as much as female dancers do? Hmm. No. Harassed. Harassed. Like, is there old old ladies uh, grabbing at your butt cheeks and trying to stuff dollars down the front? Oh yeah. Do you get? Do you get like? Do they? Do they snap their fingers and pat their legs and make you? Yeah, you're I mean, more, you know, because there's still lines to be drawn. Um, yeah. and and all right, yes, yes. <laughs> it depend. Okay, in a club, it's controlled. Okay, in a private party, <laughs> I hate doing. I'm not gonna say all of them, okay? Because I've I've had some great private parties, okay, but drunk women. Yeah, they're they're very hard to control because they feel as though they can get away with anything. 
Okay. Um, when you when you take a and, and I've been on both sides. You know, I've been I've been security and and kind of a, a host MC for private parties when it comes to females. Um, and once you explain the rules to guys, hey, blah 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 blah, don't be a dick. Yep. You know, they're usually pretty good. Yep. But female parties and no. <laughs> and the older they are, the more aggressive they are. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great grandma, she's not a good girl. <laughs> you would not imagine some of these older ladies, they're they're the, they're <laughs> sometimes they're the most aggressive ones. I've I've heard of guys actually having to um I've heard I know of one guy that actually had to sneak out the bathroom window. They were so aggressive. <laughs> I want to hear that story um, later. <laughs> when it comes to um, harassment, say like the club atmosphere, no, I think um, the most aggressive aggressive I've ever seen is like say um, a Google club um, where you're on a box um, and people and if they come up to tip you, sometimes they do try to. I'm not gonna say sample the goods, but they do a lot of grazing to see <laughs> if, if the if the girth is accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Next question comes from podcast Memory Memories of Us podcast. Hmm. And Memories of Us. Yeah. That sounds like a song. I know. Like a slow jam. I know, right? Like I'm missing you. Mm. Yeah. Mm, Funky. And and he wants to know if you make enough to put yourself through school. A female dancer could. I don't, you know, I, but I don't know about today. Um, in the local, in the local clubs, I would say no. Um, even as a female dancer today. Um, if you're in Vegas, yeah, yeah. You can put yourself through college. Um, you know, and you would, and if you were smart, you would work the circuit. Um, you would go where the money's hot. Um, if you want to do it. And, and here's the thing. If you want me to be a male dancer, dude, you're going to have to understand that you, you have to eat all, all the, the time. time. Okay, you have to work out all the time. That's your part-time job. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, then you have to get yourself on with the agency that's going to get you those bookings. Um, you know, in in these clubs, and you have to make sure it's a reputable one. Now, you're not getting chipping deals right away. That's not going to happen. <laughs> it's 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 not. Okay, those guys and cream of the crop. You got to know what you're doing. So, um, you got to get on your circuit with some of the smaller, the smaller places. And I would, you know, suggest going to places like, say, um, Dallas or um, or Las Vegas um, during the summer seasons where you're not in school. And if you do it right, and if you go with a couple of guys that you trust and you know, when they're working in the same club with you, you can share on expenses, you know, food and room and board, that kind of thing, and, and put that money away. Don't spend it while you're in Vegas. Mm. Yeah, it, it's definitely doable. Um, but as a career, th- as a male dancer, this is not a career unless you're high quality Chippendales. Mm. Okay. Okay. And those guys probably still have a side hustle going on somewhere, like, you know, modeling on some shit or, you know, you, you know what I mean? Or construction. Um, right, right. <laughs> like a real job. Right. Um, now, on the other hand, and, and this is a question I'll pose for you, Pixie, um, a female dancer, can can she viably pay for school? Oh, yeah. Now, oh, these days? Oh, yeah. Oh, still? Yeah. Okay. I know lots of women who are putting themselves through school, who are paying the bills, who are got their own car everything still yeah, in the local still. clubs yep good deal yeah all right all right yeah uh, here's a great podcast name mm. moose knuckle podcast moose knuckle. moose knuckle i love it it's they do like ufc jetpack you know drunken stuff and ufc jet 
yeah. UFC and Jetpack no, in, the same, just, in the same in the same in the same podcast. We're, we need to we need to we're gonna have to. Wow, this manly stuff right there. Yeah, I love it's, it. It's great. All right, they want to know if if you ever feel in danger the way a female stripper do, does at times. No. Um, because a female dancer, and once again, you know, because I've seen both sides, female dancer is a doorman. Female yep. dancer is a doorman that walks her out, um, walks her to her car. She's fine. Um, male dancer in the club, we don't have balancers in the club. We got the door guy that collects the money and checks everybody's ID. He is not security. Um, so no, um, we're not protected on stage. Oh yeah. And you're also, you know. Big strong dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That on top of that, yeah. um, there have been several clubs that I've I've worried. There have been several clubs that I've waited for other dancers to get ready before I walked out to the parking lot by myself, you know, to my car, and we'd all go. It's, it's kind of a group, especially if we're meeting for doing, you know, coffee or, or after hours food, that kind of stuff. Here's the thing: as a dancer, you got to be worried anyway, um, because any smart crook is going to beat up the pizza guy. Or he's going to mm-hmm. beat up a dancer when he's getting off work. So, yeah, we're always watching where we're going, you know, and making sure we kind of travel in a pack. But nowhere near, you know, um, a woman's got more to worry about. Hmm. We're more likely not to get robbed. I mean, the possibility still stands, but more likely not. That's why she's got more protection. Hmm. Okay. All right. Let's see. The next question comes from History If You're High podcast. Dude, that is my <laughs> man. I love it. Have you ever run into your mom at the strip club? No, but my sister showed up at one. <laughs> it well, was a special event. Was um, she traveling in a pack? Uh, yes. Of, of, of course. Of course. Of course. <laughs> um, dragged by her friends. Um, and she had no idea I was at that club. And the thing is, is that it wasn't even like, here's the really weird thing. Cause it was at one of our local, um, TNA bars. Mm. Um, and I knew the management, they knew I was a dancer. They had, um, they had a collective of guys coming by and I was asked to also appear at that particular venue. So I wasn't even aware, you know, and, you know, <laughs> and I'm just, you know, because I was in the game, someone asked me, Hey, do you mind? They need guys. You're a dancer. Can you be there? Absolutely. Sure. I need the money. I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Yeah. And and sis showed up. So um, I remember not dancing a good part of that night because she was there. Were you hiding? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, totally. There's an unwritten rule. And here's a good way of determining whether a dancer is, is got half a brain or on her or his shoulder or not. Um, is whether or not they'll allow that shit, man. There are certain rules that we have, and don't dance in front of family. Family, That's yeah, gross. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So no, um, mom is never, and mom is not that type. She is not that type. She's <laughs> a sweet, all. wonderful lady. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Your next question doesn't come from a podcast. It yes. comes from your podcast matters. Podcast editing and management solutions. Cool. So they so they edit and fix your your sound and stuff. Nice plug. Yeah, that's a great so plug. Question is yes. curious mm-hmm. if you ever had deep slash serious relationships with a girl. Deep slash serious relationships with a girl while I was in the industry. Yes. Yes. Two. Right. Um, one was. Use her real name. No, Mrs. Um, X. I can, I can use her stage name. Ooh. Yeah. 
Um, one was Kylie. And we were together for three years. Um, she knew my family. We did everything together. We were inseparable, man. Um, but she was a dancer also in the industry. Uh, but we just, for some reason, we never should have hooked up in the first place. Mm, I tell you, she stayed friends. She, well, she was, she, she was an FB for like a hot minute. And wait, then, wait, wait. Mm. What's an FB? Uh, you gotta, you gotta give some lingo. Uh, FWB, but oh. we called it a, we called it a fuck buddy back yeah. then. Yeah, you gotta give um, a little lingo there. Yeah. You gotta um, contact Friends with there. benefit is, is the, is the common miscon, you know, the, the mis, the, the new term. Yeah. Anyway, we had gotten together. We were both dancers and we both, um, knew the same people and we used to meet up at, at the same village in late night after work. Um, and for some reason we ended up hooking up one evening. And then three years later, we're both looking at each other going, how the hell did we, how the hell did we get in this relationship? How are we still here? Um, yeah, even my family knew her. So yeah, very, very serious. And she was my first long-term relationship. And quite honestly, I never, you know, to this day, and I've actually apologized to her about this, you know, because I kind of screwed up that relationship. Mm -hmm. I, I've said, I never should have let you, you know, that was my bad. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? When you come to think later, neither here nor there, but. That was a mistake. Hmm. The second one was she who shall not be named. Mm -hmm. And that was the mm -hmm. seven year one on and off. And she was psychotic. So, um, but that was when I was in a much different place, you know, cause here's the thing. I, I've been a dancer. I've also been a manager. Yes. And when I was a manager, I always kind of want this. And I've been a couple different places in this right. industry. Um, and I've always said to myself, you know, it's not right for me being manager poking the staff. You're not right. really supposed to be poking the staff, dude. Um, I also didn't like her. No, no, no. no I, I no, personally. God, no one did. No yeah. one did. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to say you didn't accidentally stumble into some every once in a while because I'm not completely averse to it. And we're talking about a different time before. Yep. yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I'm not using any of my, my power or whatnot. Hey, chicks say, hey, you're cute. And like, ooh, you are too. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but that was a different time, different place. Um, but that happened very sparsely. Not more than a handful. Well, yeah, everybody's beautiful. Everybody's, you know, we're, we're fit. Right. We're working out. And it is very difficult to date when you're in this industry, mm -hmm. especially if you want to be at, you know, do it honestly anyway. So those are the two significant ones within this industry. And I'm talking about lapse of time. The longest time I have been with was two. Um, and one of them I should have, I should have definitely stayed with. Great lady. And the other one, um, not yeah <laughs> yep all yep. right well this one this next question um there's a little bit of miscommunication on mm -hmm. the the no rules podcast group that i'm in I'll see my and, you know so i think that that her her podcast is um happy to be here hey yeah i think that's what it is she, she posted that i don't have one happy to be here and then it was like did you catch it i was like i did not catch it well, she's I'm like hoping, wait i'm happy so. that she's here too <laughs> i think that could be her podcast yeah I'm happy to be here I which would be that. really cute okay what do you do if you get an erection <laughs> there's there's several there's okay. three questions yeah. here okay second question mm -hmm. is do you ever go full monty mm -hmm. third question uh, what time will you be at her place? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. All right. Wow. Um, all right. So question number one. Um, as I previously stated, we fluffed before. Um, 
as I said, we we engorge the and then tie it off. Mm-hmm. Some of us do. Um, but yes, it has happened. There's a there's a club up in uh, Fort Collins, um, and it is an alternative lifestyle club, and it's mm-hmm. across the street from a TNA club. Mm. Okay, interesting. Very so interesting. this alternative lifestyle club, seeing that Fort Collins is a very college or very very close to college town, um, they would do a I think it was like Friday or Saturday um, night just. Open to everybody. We open it up. Come on in. Party, everybody. So, mostly college kids showed up down there, including, and of course, you know, your alternative, because it's, it's their club, but they were opening the doors to everybody. So, a lot of college kids showed up. And a lot of those chicks were. <laughs> Here's the thing. As I previously stated, when you get enough drinks in women that are at clubs or a private party atmosphere, they don't know how to behave themselves. And some will climb up on stage and dance with you. And because they're a woman, stuff can happen. They'll take stuff off. Woohoo! Having and, a good time taking pictures. And the doormen are just laughing. Now, the thing that sucks about that, about getting, or getting a, a presentation while you're on stage, is that Everyone knows it because you pull your thong away from your body. So there's a huge gap between your your legs. and <laughs> <laughs> So you know that for what? The, you know, because it would be, you know, your thong would be completely up against your, your flesh. And then the next second is not. Yep. Um, so, yeah, dude, it, it's happened, you know, because <laughs> I can keep mine um, straight down and, you know, and keep it flopped and, 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 and it just looks healthy. Now there are other guys. There, are, there's one guy I used to work with. Um, his name was Frankie. We hated this fucking dude. Um, <laughs> he was a great guy. He was a great guy. Um, white kid, um, shorter than me. Uh, if I remember correctly, five ten, um, stocky. But this dude had an obscene cock. Oh man, obscene. Oh, man. <laughs> he couldn't even put it in his thongs. He used to wear like um Joe boxers, oh. and he would get himself presentable, and then he would have to put it to the side. Oh wow! And, and it would curve along his hip. <laughs> Popular with the ladies. Crazy dude. Um, so I would hate to see if that happened with him. Um, but yes, yes, and you see some crazy shit. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, I'm sorry. There was a third question. The third question is, <laughs> when are you going to be at her house? Oh, girl. You know, um, let me work through some things. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll see if my schedule my schedule opens up sometime soon. <laughs> Last question of the night. There. Um, Great questions, though. I know. I love these questions. Yeah. This one, they didn't leave their podcast, but it was the last question. Okay. And... um. The person says, only been to one male strip club. Mm. And it was mostly guys in there. I'm gay. Yep. So I was hanging out with my gay guy friends. Right. So is that how it usually is most guys and like other bachelorette parties? Is it is it is it usually the same versus private parties versus in the club? Okay. Um for okay. somebody who's never maybe only done one versus the other, who's only been in the club. I have never done a gay private party. Hmm. Never. Um, I don't, I'm sure that's a thing. 
Oh yeah, I'm but sure. you know what? That would be within its selective community. Okay, the alphabet community keeps their business within their business. Right. See what I'm saying? Clean, um, yeah. The agencies that had the clubs in town here in Nimber, those are gay men that mm-hmm. ran those clubs. So um, if a club that is within that demographic needed dancers within that dem- demographic, they would know who to call. Right. Um, and I've worked for several clubs where, you know, um, alternative lifestyle clubs. And like I said, the agency owner um, was part of the alphabet community. And one of them I loved. He was a great guy. Ah, I wish I could give them a plug. I don't think they're open anymore. You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't think they're open, but Buzz Entertainment, Buzz Boys, great owner. You know, Just, that would be awesome to get them to interview. If you guys are listening out there, yeah, yeah. Uh, reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. Yeah. And, and we'd love to interview you and get you get you out of the out get of you the, out of the house for a little uh, while yeah just it talk, would be nice yeah. to see the owner of that of that agency again too he was a really just he really treated us all with respect and That's, he made sure we all got paid he actually yeah. gave a shit you know but i never did any private parties with his agency hmm. um so i've never done any of those hmm. i've done female parties um, now, female parties versus female clubs. When you talk about a club, you are presented on stage and you go up there every once every hour. Um, let's just say, you know, um, you're and unless you're the showpiece, you know, of course, you know, you've got that dancer that everybody's waiting to see, you know, the headliner. And then you got the other dancer. Mm-hmm. OK. And maybe you'll go up three times within that nine. You'll make some money, you know, now versus a private. But you're also but now you're competing with six or seven other guys that evening you know um so you got to kind of socialize you know and talk to people so that they're at your stage when you get up on stage mm-hmm. with a private party you are the centerpiece you are the headliner so everyone's attention is directed on well you and of course the 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 bachelorette or um or the birthday girl yeah the person of interest or grandma yeah they're always pointing <laughs> grandma. So the atmosphere is different. It's a lot nuttier in a club, but, but they are not able to get away with a lot more because it's a club. You know, it's a public place. You can't really show your ass. But a private party, on the other hand, like I said, <laughs> I know of a guy that said he had to sneak out of a out of a bathroom. The girls were so nutty. We're and I'm, I'm like, going to no, ask you that. that question later. Yeah. Like, I want to I wanna know... I want to know all the juicy details later. Man, just so much. And the thing is, is that um, when it comes to the difference between a club atmosphere and a private party atmosphere is I will probably take the club any day of the week when it comes to being a male dancer anyway, you know, Um, because you're you're part of the show versus being the show. Nice. Nice. Well, we want to thank all of our listeners, everybody out there tuning in we really appreciate all of these fantastic questions from other podcasters yeah thank you so much you know and i'm hoping that that people will continue with this you know i'm hoping that our subscribers will go wow let's let's throw out some more questions this is fun because i can't wait till i get to deal with you hey hey folks if you have any questions that you want to you want to point towards pixie's way please send them um, Instagram, yeah, um, yeah. send them through the, the Facebook page. Let us know. Um, and Give I'll sift through those. Flex. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. I, I love interviewing you. You're such, you really have a lot of good feedback. Oh, I, I thank like you. It. I had a really good time. Thank I enjoyed you. doing this. Yeah. Remember guys, like, share, and subscribe. 
we want to make this podcast just for you and just for each other. We yeah. have we have a lot of fun. Um, this, like I said, we're not going to be putting commercials in front of our no. podcast. No, this is all about fan base users. That this is all about you guys. But we also need you guys too to help us grow. Um, you know, if, if we're getting better, you feel as though you're enjoying this, uh, share this with the community. Absolutely. Um, I would yeah. love to see this go like viral in the, in the, in the strip bars in town. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially some of the old owners and bouncers. They would, if they know who we are and they, wow, these guys, they would jump at the chance to be on a show. Like oh, I, I've been talking. There's talks in the work about getting our first interview. But you guys are going to have to tune in to Next on Stage 1 to find out more. Thank you guys and have a good night. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye.